What's going on, guys? Welcome to yet another episode of Pittsburgh Baseball Now's very own podcast, or better known to the Cool Cats as Two and a Half Gringos. Unfortunately, if you read my tweet, uh, Murph Big Bear is unable to attend tonight's uh, little powwow, so we're down to uh, just two gringos. It's unfortunate, but like I said, let out a little growl in your bear hearts for Murph and Solidarity. We gotta get Tim Toolman Taylor going. But anyways, we got a pretty fun show for you uh, this Saturday morning, afternoon or night, whenever you're listening to it. So uh, let me introduce my co-host for the night, Nola, Jeffy, Louisiana Ted. What's going on, man? Just hanging out. Unfortunately, we're missing the one that makes it work the name but i know it's just two gringos now it doesn't doesn't flow it's, it's, it's a shame it's a shame man but we do have an action-packed show for you i, I don't know why i did the karate chop um it, it um, happened I, I, like... I can uh tell everybody it did happen <laughs> but you know i wanted to get some conversation going on uh the sinker phenomenon that the pirates have uh, adopted yet again, or I, I mean, I guess they adopted it with Ray Searage and sent it to pasture and then brought it back with Oscar Marine. Uh, Mitch Keller has been throwing it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen Bryce Wilson adopt it uh, a lot more. I think he's throwing 14.9% more sinkers than in 2021. So th- there seems to be a, a theme with these Pirates pitchers. And even in the minor league system, you know, we see Quinn Priester uh, adopting the sinker or the two-seamer, whatever you want to call it. And uh, even Matt Capps giving advice on backdoor sinkers or two-seamers. I don't want the baseball community to get mad at me. But um, it, it just seems like the Pirates are back to discussing more contact than swing and miss stuff. You know, I, I, don't, I don't know how – that would go exactly as we move uh, more into the future and hopefully a contending team. So I kind of wanted to get your thoughts, Nola, on this whole sinker philosophy and, you know, what are the pros and cons of the Pirates adopting this? Well, I, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact of the types of pitchers they're having throw them. Because if you look at a lot of these starters that are adopting it more now, a lot of them had, you know, a slider as their best breaking pitch. And the sinker is a fastball that works with the slider in tunneling purposes. So, I mean, that's why, you know, Brubaker, sinker slider, Keller's been heavier sinker slider, Bryce Wilson, you know, you just go down the line of these guys that are – throwing a lot more and seeing success. And I, th- I think the problem was with Ray Searage, at least from what we understood, is they were just everybody. They were like, hey, you throw a sinker, you throw a sinker, you, 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 everybody. Yeah. And it was just pure throw a two-seamer sinker down in, down in the zone. Like, yeah. no, nothing else pitching off of it tunneling, sequencing, it was just pitched down in the zone. And because, I mean, um, 
if you think to Quintana, his breakthrough, at least from what uh, it was talked about, was with his changeup. His Marine said, you know, throw your changeup more. And it's just finding the right pitches and stuff for specific pitchers. It's not just a overarching everybody do it. It's just the pitchers we have and that we've been seeing success are the ones that probably needed it the most. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you have Garrett Cole and Tyler Glass now who are capable of throwing heat, like disgusting cheese at like 99 miles an hour upwards of triple digits and you have them pitch the contact with a two seamer Mm -hmm. starts to be an issue. But, you know, you've got guys like Keller who have thrown, uh, you know, close to triple digits at least, and you had him kind of convert. I I don't want to say midway through the season, but at least a quarter of the way through the season uh, with the sinker. And that Mm -hmm. makes me wonder about, you know, people's perception with Oscar Marine was, you know, he's a, he's a shitty pitching coach. Why is he here? Um, He, people were calling him to be put out to pasture. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you start to see some of these transformations and, yeah, it's a, it's a really bad Pirates team, but there are some bright spots in terms of pitchers that may be on the roster when they contend, like a Keller. Um, mm-hmm. One of the question marks that I, I want to bring up, though, is, is Bryce Wilson. He seems to be very inconsistent with his starts. I mean, his start on Friday night, he got blown up by the Phillies. That's a hell of a lineup to go against, but still, one inning, and it's it's – pretty much over at that point, you know, what was it? Six to nothing against the Phillies. So it, I, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you, do you, I, I know we weren't supposed to talk about this, but do you see Bryce Wilson in, in a perfect scenario as a number five, or do you see him more as like a Will Crow where he's pitching to his strengths out of the bullpen? Um, I mean, I don't know if I see him in a Will Crow um, role. I mean, maybe, um, I don't see him as making the five-man rotation. Yeah. Um, even on this roster, depending on what they do in the offseason, I, mean, yeah. I don't know if I said last podcast, but my, my hope is, you know, Keller, Brubaker, Ruanzi, and two free agent pitchers is my hope. Yeah. You did did touch on that last podcast. Yeah, and with someone like Bryce Wilson, and I mean, we could even throw Zach Thompson in there. Um, I think what their season they've put up at least puts them in the discussion for depth starters, you know, because you're going to need that anyways. Because, I mean, Burroughs ain't going to be ready. Or he might be ready, but Super 2, so... Burroughs ain't coming up till June. Uh, theoretically, I mean, assuming full health and he continues to progress, Priester could be ready by June, July. So we, you have those all those months leading up to them when you're going to need bodies and innings. Yeah. So that's where, you know, if they can pick up two free agent starters, got the other three, some you know someone's struggling, someone gets hurt, and it's like, hey, all right, Bryce Wilson, you can have a start. Zach Thompson, you can have a start. Otherwise, they're just long relief roles, or I, th- I think both still have options. Then they could just be you know 
starting in the indie rotation to begin. I know with. Bryce, I think, has one option. Mm-hmm. I think Thompson does too. He might. No. I, I'd assume he would. Um, but we do have to give a shout out to Murph uh, with his connection um, and the Michael Burroughs situation. Murph was telling us that uh, it seems to him from the people he's talked to that Burroughs is going to have a Rowanzi uh, type season in 22 when he comes up like for one start, which, you know, the Pirates give him a little taste of the majors. And then we start having the Rowanzi conversation with Burroughs. He should be up here, this, that, and the other. There'll be an injury. He might start out of the pen type deal. It's, it's a vicious cycle with this uh, front office, I would assume. Mm. Um, but there was a topic on Twitter that I saw a lot Friday, and that was, is this farm system progressing? And if it is progressing, who's progressing? And are they progressing enough? And, you know, we, we've discussed this several times, even with Murph. Um, the, the players that we wanted to take that extra step, like Matt Frazier, um, to, as for an example, Nick Gonzalez for another example. And it seems like they, they've fallen short of those expectations. Now, there are guys who have jumped, like Andy Rodriguez. He proved that, you know, Greensboro wasn't just a fluke, and he started progressing and progressing. And he might have become one of the best prospects in the system, top two at least, I, I think. Um, but w- what are your thoughts on that? You know, what – what have you seen with this progression with this team and have they met your expectations? I mean, I'll say that the, the issue is that the, even just the term progress in itself is such a loaded context, contextual mm-hmm. word. Cause I mean, pretty much anybody could format their opinion based around just specific parameters to say either it has progressed or it hasn't progressed. And I mean, for me, um, I mean, there's been progress per se, um, just with regards to, you know, players have moved up and just natural progression. Um, But there are certain aspects like, you know, like when we talk about say Mason Martin, you know, we were hoping to see him make make way with like his you know strikeout percentage and everything, and it's he started off well, and it just pretty much went downhill from there. He, he's gotten a little better lately. He's he's hit a little streak, but I mean, he still hasn't you know progressed to where we would have liked. Um, yeah. someone like uh, Tank Davis. I mean, it's it's hard to really put a finger on it because he hasn't played. Right. He's been hurt. I mean, at this point, Andy Rodriguez has as much AAA time as he does, which that then brings about new questions of okay, so I mean, I don't, I I'm not sure they're just gonna push Tank to Indy next year. So are they just gonna split fifty fifty? Is Andy now gonna? get the head up on him because Andy has made progress defensively with the bat. And that's part of the, you know, the questions with Henry Davis was that, you know, can he stick behind a plate and you can't really answer that 
because he hasn't been playing on top of, you know, he hasn't been playing, so he hasn't really been able to work on it as much. Yeah. It, that's that's one of the biggest questions, I think, with, with the progression is it's with Henry Davis and Andy Rodriguez because we know Andy is extremely athletic, can play the infield, can play the outfield, can even play uh, catcher, and he's the catching what is game call struggling in terms of calling calling behind the plate and what worries me is are they going to move andy to second base or the outfield and kind of ruin the potential that he could have behind uh I wouldn't call it a premium position behind home plate, but it's extremely important, mm-hmm. um, especially with dealing with these young pitchers that are going to be coming up to the major league system. And it seems as though that Andy has more of a rapport with these guys because Tank has been hurt so much. So it, it's a it's a catch twenty two, I guess you'd say, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's and then um, even with you know Nick Gonzalez coming back, I mean. We still need to see the swing and if he's making headway on his, you know, swing and miss issues. I mean, you can, you can go to Baseball America scouting report and he, there's, they're talking about it. You know, people, it's yeah. one of those things where everyone's kind of flabbergasted at it just because of his hands and quickness that he, I mean, Murph will talk about how he gets, you know, breaking balls thrown past him that he'll just completely whiff on. And I've seen him whiff on 90-mile-an-hour fastballs, let alone high heat. And I guess he just he just really hasn't answered those questions yet. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, people are saying that he's back already and looks healthy, but yet they're not mentioning the little streak he had where he was striking out a lot. And what was he, like, two for – something I, I don't have yeah, the exact he, number. He had that three double me. he had that three double game and then the next four games he went two for twelve with six K's. Yeah. So it there's still that issue. And you know Murph brought it up. It's it's not like a pirates issue with missing on Nick Gonzalez, he said it, it was more of everyone missed it with Gonzalez mm-hmm. when you brought up the baseball America report. So it, it, it is concerning, and, and like you said, the progression word is, yeah. is very loaded, and you can have that confirmation bias where you can find five articles that support you and two million that are against you, but you'll still go with the five. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I would say there was some progression, but it, it definitely hasn't met my expectations. Yeah. Uh, but my expectations were high, and I think that – partly fall, falls with Ben Charrington with his fault because, I mean, he hyped it up. Everyone hyped him up, and he hyped the system up, and that was the main focus with him, but yet here we are. And, yeah, he, he talked about he's just like, I just want to build depth. I want to build depth and develop and build depth and develop. And already, you know, we're nearing the end of 2022, and you kind of look at the upper levels, and you're like, um – where is it? <laughs> so we're we're already having to like look at, you know, Bradenton and Greensboro, Greensboro, and talking about 
the players that won't be here until 2025, 26, you know, Solomedo and Chandler. And I mean, Lon- Lonnie White, he hasn't been able to play. He hasn't stayed healthy. Right. Yeah. And I'm wondering with White if that's more of a, like, playing, what did he play, three sports and trying to figure out how his body needs to react to playing just baseball. That, yeah. That's got to be a tough transition period. Um, but, yeah, you, you, you're you again looking at FS or FCL, Bradenton, and Greensboro for this talent, and it's like, okay, we're in Altoona. There's some talent there. Good, good, good. And then you get to AAA, and it's like, okay, I'm seeing John Nagowski again. I'm seeing Wilmer Defoe's again. <laughs> and it's like, come on, Kevin Padlo. Come on, man. Drew Maddie coming back. Right. That's where, you know, that's where and, he began. Yeah, it's it's starting to get a little redundant at this point. And Charrington spoke to the media uh, last week saying that he expects the core of this contending team eventually to be uh, homegrown guys. I, I I don't I don't see it quite yet, man. There's a lot of holes in that in that theory. Mm. Yeah, you might make the playoffs, but are we going to see a wild card game again? Yay. You got to start building everything up, and he has yet to do that. It's mind-boggling, and it's frustrating. But we we do have uh, our minor league players of the week, in quotes. Um, I promise that it's going to be a week's worth of games so I don't get bitched at. Um, Murph would bitch me out more than Nola, but... It's okay. I, I, I understand your guys' uh, jealousy towards my, my prowess and knowledge. It's okay. It's okay. I'll say, I, I think we're getting to the point where I think we need to have a double intervention. One for your dad jokes and another for uh, so we can help you understand what a week is. <laughs> hey, man. It, it's my religious belief that a week is eight days. It's okay. All right, man. To the hill, your player. But of the week. let's 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 get to this minor league player of the week quotes uh, portion of the show, man. So I'll start off with uh, with mine. Um, and this was a week's worth of games. It just wasn't a week per se. Um, Tanaj Thomas uh, and going back to July thirty first uh, till August twenty fifth. <laughs> and, you know, you look at his stats, nine innings pitched, just two earned runs given up, uh, three walks, seven hits, and 10 Ks. Um, ever since he's moved to the bullpen, which I said he should, you said he should, and even Murph said he should, um, he seemed to kind of figure things out and let things click. Now, I haven't been mm-hmm. able to watch him a ton so I'm kind of relying on you with the scouting report. Has his mechanics kind of settled down and he stopped doing crazy shit like every other game? Uh, I mean, I got to be honest. I haven't really been catching him much lately. Yeah. But last I saw him, yes, he got a little more okay. uh, less finicky with his uh, mechanics. It wasn't as... It just seemed like there was always something new and yeah, added a like he different... was trying to double pump, like it was a whole bunch of crazy shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the velo was down for a while, so mm-hmm. he it, seems it, to be in a good place. Yeah, it, um, it seemed like he really calmed it down 
Yeah. Kind of like yeah, and... thinking on it. I, even though he's he's been injured, I, it was kind of interesting seeing uh, Omar Cruz because he he completely like revamped his uh, motion before he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm looking forward to Omar Cruz's uh, MLB show animation, though. That'd be great. <laughs> Just to see him go crazy. Yeah, Murph and I have talked about this several he, times. He changed his windup, though. He wasn't doing the crazy, uh, the crazy uh, the convulsions. Yeah. <laughs> you you had uh, several players that you wanted to mention uh, for player of the week. You kept wavering uh, in the group chat. So I'm I'm kind of mm. curious as to who you're gonna pick because I I there I don't know that you mentioned like four names so here we go yeah well well yeah it, uh, I'm going with just you know a player in his uh, how he's played so far in this week's set of games so I I didn't get crazy and do a entire last week I was keeping it to just the current series. Um, I'll tell you, it starts with a T. His first name starts with a T. Okay. So that's that's down to two. That's down Who could have been? Who could have been? Um, I'm I'm gonna go with uh, three Gonzalez. Oh, okay. Okay. It's, he's. It was it was between him and Chang. Um, I was gonna say Sung Chi Chang's had a hell of a week too. He has, and they're they're doing it. During a real big series too, because they're in a division battle against Dunedin, and so far it hasn't gone well. I think they dropped yeah, three, or, three Smith, or four. Spencer Smith, I need you back, man. Yeah, but uh, yeah, three three Gonzalez has gone seven of sixteen in the series so far with a triple, three RBIs, four runs, a stolen base. That's good for a four hundred and thirty-eight batting average. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I, we saw that uh, baseball savant data. Uh, was it yesterday? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You sent that Unfor- in the chat. And unfortunately, it was a ground out, but he he ripped the ball like 107 miles an hour. So. Yeah, that's that's hitting he, it. He was he was making contact. That's good, man. But, but I mean, if you talk to the media around Pittsburgh, exit velocity doesn't mean shit. <laughs> 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 Breaking stat cast records doesn't mean um, shit. No, I mean it. It matters if you know you're hitting it right, but if you're hitting the ball into the dirt, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Talking to you, Marcano. <laughs> <laughs> but guys, um, that's gonna do it. I know it felt weird without Murph being here and having his uh, discussions and and. You know, we might bring back the bear rant. We we need to. I miss Murph being a little angry and spicy. That. Yeah, man. We need to play that animation noise again. Yeah. But like I said, that's going to do it, folks. Um, I would appreciate a follow on Twitter at 2HG013. You can go ahead and follow my work on Pittsburgh Baseball Now. Um, recently wrote an article on Ben Sherrington's comments to the media last week. Um, and it seems like he spoke his regular GM language and mm-hmm. you had to decode it and it still made no sense. And he has no plan from what it seems. Uh, preparation is not in his vocabulary unless it's preparation H. 
That's the only thing I can think of. But uh, yeah, go ahead and follow me on Twitter. Uh, Nola, give out your social name. I am at Nola Jeffy, N-O-L-A-J-E-F-F-Y. Yes, and you guys should follow his Pirates Daily discussion on Pirates Prospects. Um, you have anything else in the works, Nola? Nothing, currently. Um, I, might, I might do a feature next week because it's something okay. I noticed recently. We'll see. We'll see. Okay, can you give the people any hints? Uh, I mean, I won't, I won't say who, but, uh, I'll say I did notice someone that had pretty extensive changes in their swing mechanics. Okay. Okay. That's an interesting topic and sounds pretty in depth. So, uh, I'm looking forward to that. You guys should go ahead and follow pirates prospects on Twitter, which is at pirate prospects. Um, you should also give Big Bear a follow on Twitter. Since he's not here, I'll speak for him. It's at double underscore Murphy 88. His YouTube link is also in his bio on Twitter. Um, good stuff there. Always uh, in-depth videos. And he has audio. He does have audio now. Uh, you must have listened to his demands. <laughs> <laughs> but, guys, that's going to do it. And uh, Nola, are you going to do it in solidarity with me or not? I don't know. Probably not. But in three, two, one. Let's let's go go Bucks. Bucks. Hey, that was pretty close, man. Later, guys.